there was a protest last weekend about the policing and crime bill that's being put through at the moment and I wanted to go I kind of wanted to go because I don't want my freedom of speech taken away which is what I feel like the policing and crime bill does I also didn't really want to go and get caught up in violent or uncomfortable confrontations um I'd text a friend beforehand like oh I hope it doesn't get nasty which is it's kind of funny the way that it rolled out also I didn't know any of the official plans or what the organization of the day was going to be I just heard um I just heard that there was a protest at Monument so I just went down midday. Um, I was with a couple of friends and they had other plans though for the rest of the day to go to the countryside. So they walked up with me to Monument at midday and it was surrounded by police already. Town was full of people that day. It was full of people drinking coffee, walking around in, in groups in bubbles, whatever. Um, but we approached the monument. It had 
lots of flowers around it behind the square of police and um, we asked some questions about the flowers, about the action the day before and then my friends said bye, they went off to go to the countryside, I was still um, hoping to join the protest so I just kind of stuck around. They left, I sat on the floor at that point just in front of Monument um, and they said to me, you can't do that, you can't sit on the floor there and I was like well okay, you know, I thought it was public space and everything and I'm by myself. And at that point they started asking me if, um, why I didn't, why I didn't also leave. And I was like, well, I was planning to stay in town for a bit longer. Um, then they started asking me, is this anything to do with the protest, are you organizing the protest? I'm like, no, I'm, definitely, I'm not organizing the protest. I'm not here as part of anything, as you can see, I'm by myself. And they're like, well, because of COVID, you know, you can't be out. Um, and I said, well, yes, I'm, I'm by myself, so I'm not risking COVID and I've got a face mask on. So um, at this point they were like, you have to move. Um, and I have to say, at first, I didn't want to because I thought, you know, I'm not doing anything. I'm just standing here in the center of town, my town, my monument. Um, uh, they started asking me about the protest again, and I did say, uh, yeah, I was hoping to go to the protest against the policing and crime bill because, you know, if we could go, Sarah Everand got um, murdered by a policeman and then now this bill is coming through it's quite uncomfortable for me at this point you know i was still under the impression that uh i think as a lot of people are that police are reasonable human beings humane human beings um that don't become scary or aggressive unless it's something that's called for because of the uh scary or aggressive actions of, of, of protesters. So, you know, I was just speaking to them openly. Since then, I have learned that uh, if you are going to go to a protest, you don't have to say anything to them about why you're there. You can say no comment um, because they will use what you say to get you into trouble if that's, they have other agendas.
So, um, so I'd admitted at this point that I was interested in going to the protest. Um, and with that was that was it for them. They uh, wanted my name and address, and I was like, okay, now you know, I'm not I'm not going to give you my name and address because um, I'm by myself, which means I'm not risking COVID. There's a lot of people in town today in big groups. Um, having nice times, so you could direct your attention to any of any of them, but it doesn't make sense for you to be taking my name and address. So I'm not going to give it. Um, then, you know, again, they went. On the they were they were already surrounding me at this point, but I was still at Monument. Um, then I was like, right, okay, I'm just gonna move away to the side, and then I'm not any different to any of these people who are in town today, so there's not no reason for you to keep uh, badgering me. And as soon as I did move to the side, you know, it was already, they'd already clearly kind of made their decision. Um, it was very tactical, the, the, and like choreographed the whole movement. Like as, as I went to the side, I was already surrounded by like, uh, I think there was, I think there was six of them one of them recording me with a camera um and she repeatedly asked for for my name and address which i was guessing that was going to be to give me a fine for being out of the house during covid um but it was obviously not logical given that i was by myself and with a face mask on and um the fact that everyone else was in town that day so i kind of stood my ground with that one saying no i won't give you my name and address um and she did say you know one more time or we'll arrest you and i persisted that it wasn't fair that you know if it's if that's how it's gonna be then i will i'll just go home um and um yeah that that time when i refused she was like, right, okay. <laughs> so that you kind of give the signal, fire <laughs> to all the other ones. Like, um, I feel like it was a bit of a push against the wall. I'm not sure if that's exactly what it was, um, but it was like a grab at my a grab at my hands to get the handcuffs around. Um, uh, from which point I was just in maximum wriggly, trying to wriggle free mode, trying to like wriggle out of the situation and there were six of them around me um restraining me at different points i remember i put my foot on her at one point and but didn't kick i was like oh god if i kick you then you could kick me more or something so i'm not i can't actually kick you then um uh, probably because of my foot being on her then i was on the floor um and I don't know if they took my shoes off or if it was just me wriggling so hard that they came off. All my coats came off, all my stuff was all over the floor, my phone, my bags, um, my coats, I was on the floor. I screamed um, quite a lot at this point because I didn't really understand why it was happening and was hoping for some help, really. Um, I suppose the response to my scream was a chronicle cameraman get, catching a bit of it so you know I'm, i mean i'm glad i did it in a way because it was ridiculous it makes me feel like anyone anyone who does think 
that the police are, you know, just like really reasonable and want to support peaceful protesters. You just walk up to a big bunch of them by yourself and say you're a peaceful protester and you maybe just find out that way, like, <laughs> because that's that's kind of what I've what I feel happened, um, that I found out that way. Um, uh, screaming a lot on the floor, wriggling away, and uh, yeah, my glasses, shoes, all my stuff had come off, and they kind of carried me into the van because I was very being very resistant to it. I mean, also my wrists are very small, so it's very easy for me to get the handcuffs off every time. I must have put them on me like five times. my shoes out was making me quite uncomfortable I kept asking for for my glasses I can't see very well without them um, and the and my shoes and he just kept saying um, that they would give me to give them to me once they'd gone through my stuff and I was at the cell so then I became a lot more subdued and just obviously there was no getting out of that situation anymore I uh, was at the station um, and just <laughs> I mean I still had the handcuffs on I could have wriggled them off but I just you know accepted uh, that they were on and they said that they were gonna go through my things so at this point I had to say um, I have some weed in my bag it's in that bag I had a lot of stuff that day because I'd been I'd, and I'd stayed at a friend's house and we'd been to the beach the day before so I had you know a change of clothes slightly damp stuff that I've been in the sea with I had a maraca I had lots of stuff um, and I had a little bit of weed on me so I said it's in that bag there they had to go through uh, all my things all my possessions empty the bags write everything down one at a time they must have thought I was uh, possibly homeless or some kind of nutter to have um yeah the amount of stuff that I did have on me that that day which kind of proves as well of how how much I really wasn't prepared or up for a super vigilant uh protest action uh, yeah I was very naive about the whole thing um so they wrote everything down one by one, wet sock by wet sock, and um, got to the weed. They found it, said, now we're arresting you on possession of Class A drugs. Uh, <laughs> then kind of, I was like, well, I don't think it's a Class A drug. And she said, no, yeah, Class B drug. 
um, and then I eventually got my glasses back when they got to that. I uh, couldn't couldn't get my shoes back on. It's not allowed to have your shoes in the cell. I think because of the laces and in case you try and kill yourself or something. Um, and then they put me in the cell. The cell is really small white room uh, with a toilet in it and a buzzer. They give you a piece of paper that says what you can do, what you can ask for, the police code of conduct as well. So I did a bit of reading. Um, the things that you're allowed to ask for are a phone call to anyone that they will they'll type in but you can speak it says on the piece of paper it says you can ask for cups of tea um, it says you can ask for any of the documents to do with your arrest and you can also ask for a free solicitor that they provide um, if you don't have one already because once you're detained then they'll release you with uh, with giving an interview in case it you know become if they want to charge you or something or if it goes to court then they need to do this interview so i asked for all the things i mean apart from the cups of tea they, they offered me a cup of tea every now and then it felt gross because it feels like um felt like a very manipulative abuser tactic to you know put someone in a very vulnerable situation and then ask if they want you know like oh but i can make you a cup of tea as if that makes anything but it's like no i want you to treat me like a human being <laughs> but um i had learned at this point that there were, i wasn't going to get trapped um reasonably or uh, humanely i was i was just uh kind of gonna i had to play out what it was that uh, was already they, they were very much in control of, you know, obviously. So um, I'm in the cell. I, I asked for my documents the whole time because I was... Uh, I'd also heard that you can... You know, if, if they video something, an arrest or a, a thing that they want to charge you for, then you're allowed to have that footage. And I really wanted that footage that the policeman had been filming when, when it, they were arresting me because it was just so ridiculous, the whole thing. I really wanted to see that footage, and it says on this piece of paper that I'm allowed to have it. Um, so I kept asking for it. I never got it. I also kept asking for uh, uh, to ring my mum, and uh, that didn't happen either. I did get as many cups of tea as I wanted, though. Por todo el mundo, por todo el mundo, con ese...
uniforme que tú usas, con ese mismo uniforme que tú usas, y no te da pena, y no te da pena, pues a mí sí, hasta pena me da, hasta pena me da por usted, hasta pena me da, hasta pena me da por usted, hasta pena me da. Están matando por todo el mundo, están matando por todo el mundo, con ese mismo uniforme que tú usas, con ese mismo uniforme que tú usas, y no te da pena, y no te da pena, pues a mí sí, hasta pena me da. Hasta pena me da por usted, hasta pena me da Con ese mismo uniforme que tú usas Con ese mismo uniforme que tú usas Hoy te canto una nueva canción Hoy te canto una nueva canción Ya sé que no se puede contar con usted Ya sé que no se puede Contar con usted Está matando por todo el mundo Está matando por todo el mundo Con ese mismo uniforme que tú usas Con ese mismo uniforme que tú usas Está matando por todo el mundo matando por todo el mundo con ese mismo uniforme que tú usas con ese mismo uniforme que tú usas y no te da pena y no te da pena pues a mí sí hasta pena me da hasta pena me da por usted hasta pena me da hasta pena me da por usted, hasta pena me da Está matando por todo el mundo Está matando por todo el mundo Con ese mismo uniforme que tú usas Con ese mismo uniforme que tú usas Y no te da pena y no te da pena, pues a mí sí, hasta pena me da, hasta pena me da por usted, hasta pena me da, con ese mismo uniforme que tú usas. very like basic torture tactic isn't it like the solitary confinement um making you feel as weak vulnerable powerless as, as possible 
I'm not sure in what way they think that might lead to repent or something. It's not going to lead to any genuine repent. It's just going to lead to submission. Um, I could hear a lot of people around me like screaming, banging their heads. I don't know if they were banging their heads or their fists on the wall, but there was banging and screaming and a lot of discomfort going on in the in the cells around me. I couldn't see any of that, obviously, because you don't see anything. You just see, you just see those four walls in the very bright light. I spent it singing mostly, because you know I was already in there. There's nothing I can do uh, until they decide that um, I'm gonna get out. So, um, so I didn't actually have a terrible time in there. You know, I didn't. I was like, well, well I'm not, I'm not gonna hurt my own fist banging on the wall. I'm just gonna um, meditate, sing, do some stretching, control my own experience at least of my time in here. Also, the echo was amazing, just singing in. Um, at some point, she opens the thing. I mean, they they always open the little window maybe once every half an hour, an hour, just ask if you want another cup of tea. At which point I would say, yes, I want a cup of tea, I want my documents, I want the footage, and I want to call my mum. And I want the solicitor. Um, to which I would always only get the cup of tea. Hoy te canto una nueva canción Hoy te canto una nueva canción Ya sé que no se puede Contar con usted, ya sé que no se puede.
I would also ask, uh, when is this interview going to happen? Because when on my way in there, they were they were like, oh, you won't be here long. Don't worry about it. You'll just get your interview and you'll be off. So um, at some point she said it's been six hours. I was pretty surprised at that. I didn't realize it had been so long. Then um, more a few cups of tea later, uh, the solicitor gets there. It had been it had been eight hours at that point when he got there. It was about nine, half nine p.m. The solicitor said to me, um, "They let you have a little chat to them in private before the interview." And he advised me to just um say no comment if they bring up the 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 protest arrest part of it and he said that they were probably quite unclear about that he himself said they they were probably quite unclear about that themselves because um they you know they said they were arresting me on suspicion of protest and then they said suspicion of covid so it's all like pretty strange manipulative language around around the actual arrest and then about the weed um i've never been in any trouble or been caught with anything before so he said um just you know just say it's yours and you'll just get a warning because you've never been caught with anything before so i said thanks for your advice and then then she came in she locked the door did the thing where she says that um this this is being recorded and uh, this would be shown in court if you were to, if we were to go ahead with any charges um, at 12.34 or something you were arrested on possession of class B drugs at which point <laughs> I was very confused because that is not at all what happened but at this point wasn't so interested in fighting the power anymore. I was just interested in leaving the building. And I'd been told what I needed to do to be able to do that. So I said, yes, um, I was arrested on possession of drugs. I found weed um, on the quayside and when um, I bagged it, what what you gonna what were you gonna do with it? She said. I said I'm probably gonna smoke it. Um, and and she said, okay, um, you'll just we are just gonna issue you a warning. There are no further charges. And that was that. I left the room. Then they took my DNA samples, my fingerprints, my mug shots, all of that. Then they left me in the cell for another hour and a half, two hours. And then they let me out, they let me call my mom, finally. A lot of hours later, and but that was just kind of on the way out. Uh, so then I left, it was about half ten, eleven, when I left. 